We are coming to you live inside Gilmanton High School for our final feature game of the week here on WHTL. Mental Spelts, Butch Halama with you on hand as the Independence Gilmanton Indies take on the Elma Center Lincoln Hornets. A Darling Conference battle as we get down to the very end of the regular season here. Independence Gilmington, one of the quieter, hotter teams in the area. They've lost just two games. Since the start of January, almost center Lincoln, a team that had a very good squad from a season to go. Not quite as deep this year, but still some talent on this team. And now they're looking to pull off an upset on the road against Independence Gilmington, who's had an eventful week here, Butch. This is their <laughs> third game this week. Almost center Lincoln, first time in action for them in a week since they last played Whitehall. So two teams coming in with a little different momentum right now. Yeah, you know, in Independence, we were really wondering what they would be at the beginning of the year. So extremely young. Uh, Coach John Zilla with one senior and one junior on this squad, but they've really grown, matured together, and uh, gave uh, CFC all they wanted here last week one night. And uh, looking, they're, they're playing the ball that you'd like to play going into tournaments. I guess that's the best way to put it. And as mentioned, with Independence Gilmington, they got off to a slow start. They've lost just twice, as mentioned, since the new year began. That was to CFC last week, and then they also lost the non-conference game to Greenwood. Otherwise, they've beaten everyone in have won in two different ways this week. Had to score the final eight points of a game against Eau Claire Emanuel on Tuesday to win that one 48-46 and then survived a furious second half rally from Black River Falls in a non-conference game yesterday. And with that, they're now 14-7, 9-2 in the Dairyland this year. They have a heck of a season so far going with playoffs still in front of them. Both head coaches will stop by later on here in the pregame. Bill Schulte for Alma Center Lincoln, John Zilla for Independence Gilmington. We'll take our first break and come back with a lot more here on the pregame show on WHTL. Our pregame show continues here from Gilmington High School, getting set for Independence Gilmington, hosting Elma Center Lincoln, one of just a select few games here for the girls in Gilmington tonight, but a pretty full gymnasium filling up as we get close to opening tip. Obviously, a lot of hype behind this girls team right now that's playing very well, but as we look at the opponents for Independence Gilmington tonight, Butch, Elma Center Lincoln, 12 and 8, quietly a good season for them. They're 6 and 5 in league play. They've kind of gone back and forth the last few weeks with wins and losses, but their recent three losses are against good teams. Whitehall, a week ago, they lost two on the road. And then CFC and Royal, who might be the top two teams in that regional, and we'll find that out over the weekend. Yeah, here. we'll know that by Monday, won't we? And they, they played they played Royal Tough. They've seen CFC a couple of times. So this is a battle tested group and a very physical one coming into this matchup tonight against Indy Gilmanton. Yeah, and they've got good history, too. They've had a good girls program down there for a number of years. Colt Schulte has uh, developed a pretty good program, so I, I'm real interesting to see how it plays. Now, this is a smaller gym. It's one yep. of the very few, maybe the only one in the area with a restraining line around it, yet it'll be see, interesting to see if there's any miscues due to that. You know, they don't realize it or forget that it happens, and, uh, you know, even though the Independence Gilmington girls, you know, Gilmington girls maybe have played on this more with the first year of the co-op, but It'll be interesting to see how that affects the overall game. And it's, again, only about four rows of bleachers on each side, and they're all pretty full. And because of that, you know, it feels like a full crowd, and that noise can be a factor. It's a different kind of environment to play in. And there aren't a whole lot of Gillington players on this Indy Gillington roster either, so it is quite a bit of a transition for them as well. But speaking of Coach Schulte in Elmas Center, you will hear from the head coach of the Hornets. He joins me for a conversation following this break here on WHTL. Our pregame coverage continues here from Gilmington. Now joined by the head coach of Elma Center, Lincoln, Bill Schulte. Bill, thanks for stopping by for a few minutes. 
So you got a team coming off a loss last time out against Whitehall a week ago. So it's been a little bit of a while since your team last took the floor. So yep. do you feel like it's a good time for your team to get a little fresh as you kind of get down to the home stretch of the season? It is. I mean, last week was three games in a week, and that's a bit much for us with a small squad. So to have a week off to kind of get the bumps and bruises out of us and uh, get ready, you know, the big push is coming on now. So um, it, it's good, kind of good timing that way just to have the week off in a sense. Overall, it seems like your team's having a pretty good season, 12-8 and eight overall, 6-5 and five in league play. And you've kind of gone back and forth with wins and losses recently, but the three losses you've taken most recently, Whitehall, who's a good team, and, of course, CFC and Royal, who might be the top two teams in your sectional seed-wise. So it seems like you're playing some good, challenging competition at the right time. We are, and, again, we can compete with anybody. It's a matter of playing 36 minutes, and we haven't shown that capability yet. And so we're getting to that point in time. We're either going to do it or we're not. You know, you talked about a little bit, they're a bit of a smaller team for you, maybe not the numbers you would like as a coach, but because of that, when you get to these kind of dog days of February near the playoffs, do you sense maybe fatigue a little bit, or is it maybe tougher to manage your team because of that, or maybe the shorter numbers? It's tougher strategically to, to do things that you'd like to do or you see you should do, but you just don't have the numbers to accomplish it. But I'm proud of our kids. They work hard. They come out. You know, they get a little frustrated, too, because they can see some things that they – maybe could or should be doing but we just again don't have the the numbers to do it yeah you do have a standout on this team Ava Cummings who's put up fantastic numbers for you this season leading scorer overall having a player like that that can really do a lot for you offensively and defensively how much does that meant to your team well it means a lot um, our kids go to her you know to bring the ball up the floor and, and to score and such and that can wear somebody out and so we have to have some other kids kind of pick up a little bit and, and take on a little bit more responsibility. And we'll see how they do tonight. We've, we've talked about it, but talk is cheap, as you all know. So we'll see if our kids kind of take on a little bit tonight. As you look at this matchup tonight with Independence going to the first time you've played them since December, lost to them by eight in that game. This is a team that's been very much improved since that point, it seems like. So when you look at this matchup tonight, what sticks out to you when you look at this Indies team? Uh, their speed is concerning to us, but again, um, I was going to go grab that quick. You know, our our length is an advantage to us, and we have to use that better than we have in the past. And so it'll be interesting. And, again, it, we have to play 36 minutes. I think the hard part for them is they've had three games. This, this will be their third game this week. And so the shoe's on the other foot there. But Coach Zilla is a Hall of Fame coach. For the, I mean, he's going to have his kids ready. They're going to come play hard. And so nothing's ever easy when you, you play a team that he coaches. Talking with head coach Bill Schulte for the Elma Center Lincoln Hornets. Before I let you go to dig a little deeper on this matchup, ultimately, what do you think your team has to do tonight to get the victory here on the road against this team? We just have to slow them down. Slow down the pace of the game. We have to get points in the paint. And, um, again, just play a clean game. We, we've been turning the ball over a little bit too much and giving teams easy opportunities at the other end. We need to reduce those. And, again, just slow down the tempo of the game. I know they like to pick it up and get moving. So if we can do that, I think um, we'll we'll be in it toward, you know, that 36th minute, and then we'll see what happens. Bill, we really appreciate you stopping by. Best of luck tonight. All right, thank you very much. Bill Schulte, the head coach of the Elma Center Lincoln Horns. Let's take a break and come back with more after this on WHTA. Back from Gilmington High School, Mitchell Speltz, Butch Alama with you on hand as we are getting closer to the opening tip between the Indies and the Elma Center Lincoln Hornets in this girls' basketball game. It is the final game for most of these teams before the playoff brackets come out over the weekend. So obviously both games or both teams playing the game that's very much important to them as they could be seated next, right next to each other 
in that Division Five regional. But nonetheless, a lot of other games going on in the area as well. Yeah, there is, especially on the girls' side tonight, Mitchell. In addition to our Lincoln versus Independence Gilmington here in Gilmington, we've got Fall Creek at Cadott. Boyceville travels to Mondovi. Uh, Whitehall is at Blair Taylor. GET at Westby. Osseo Fairchild at Regis. That's usually a good game between yep. those two. Spring Valley travels to Durand, Arkansas. Eau Claire Emanuel is at Alma Pepin. Augusta goes to Melrose Mindoro. And Viroqua travels to Arcadia. A few games on the boys' side. We've got Leva Strum at Cooley Christian. Cochran Fountain City at Durand, Arkansas. And then we've got Lincoln traveling to Whiteland. I believe that is a non-conference game. Yep. That's the small versus large, but that's the non-conference edition of that. So like you said, for a lot of the, especially, you know, the girls' teams with the seeding meetings this weekend, these games are only, only important in the one and loss column. But they could play, uh, come into play for the seeding meetings. Yep. I believe a lot of them are being held on Sunday. Yeah, it was interesting talking to Coach Zilla before the game about this off the air. Is that, you know what, because they are two teams that could be seated next to each other. Now he feels pretty confident they're going to be ahead of them. But we've talked about before maybe the discrepancies or the inconsistencies, rather, of using kind of the automatic seating now compared to the old coaches meeting yeah. but talking to coach zilla he kind of likes it the way it is now because he doesn't have to argue about his team it's kind of <laughs> one of those things you want to talk yourself up but you don't want to do it too much so yeah. it's kind of a fine line but obviously a lot of weight goes into this game tonight especially for both teams trying to improve their seating and what's going to be a tough regional as mentioned cfc and royal two of the better teams in the state are the headliners of that yep. region so we'll see how each of these teams gets positioned with playoff brackets set to be released over the weekend, we've got more to come yet here on our tip-off show. Back in just a few moments here on WHTL. At Arcadia Credit. Mitchell Spelts, Butch Lama back with you live here from Gilmington as the Indies get set to host the Lincoln Hornets. Butch, we've seen Independence play a few times. As a matter of fact, the last time we were supposed to see him, we had a <laughs> power <laughs> outage that prevented a game against Augusta. They're going to make that up on Tuesday. It'll be the final game of the regular season for the Indies here, but... An impressive team nonetheless. We've been saying this is one that could sneak up on some people in the playoffs. They're 14-7, 9-2, just two losses since the new year began. And it's a team offensively that I think is starting to get better. But Coach Zilla told us before the game today, defense has played a huge part of their success here, especially as of late. Yeah, actually, uh, you when you look at it, they only gave up 47 points to a very good CFC team last uh, week ago. And uh, according to Coach, I tied a chance to talk with John here over the weekend, and uh, he said if we'd have made a few more free throws and a few less uh, turnovers, we, we were right in that game with a 47 to 42, but holding them to 47, you know, obviously the defense is playing good. Yeah, and obviously we talked about it in the open. It's been an interesting week for them now. They've been dealing with some illnesses throughout the week, coaches, players. <laughs> Despite that, we were able to grind their way through a game against Eau Claire Emanuel on the road toward the final eight. Eight points to win that one by two points. And then despite having a 16-point lead in the first half, Black River Falls girls, like the boys last night, got hot in the second half shooting the basketball and nearly came back on them. But Andy Gilmington found a way. They scored 62 points in that game, one of their yep. highest-scoring games of the season. So it seems like there are certainly a lot of offensive capabilities with this team, despite a lot of young players. And sometimes the concerns for Coach Zilla with his team shooting the basketball, but they've got some really good players on the offensive side, too. Yes, they do, and they're young, and they're growing, and they're developing, and learning how to play together is another big thing. And just one senior, one junior on this roster, so this team is set up for years to come. You'll hear from the aforementioned John Zilla. He joins us for a pregame conversation following this break here on WHDL. You work hard to make sure you're... 
Our pregame coverage rolls on here from Gilmington High School. Now joined by the head coach of Independence Gilmington and John Zilla. John's been a heck of a week for you. Picked up a close victory on Tuesday against Eau Claire Emanuel. Had to fight off a comeback yesterday in a non-conference game against Black River Falls. And now you got another conference game here tonight against Alma Center Lincoln. So it seems like this has been one fascinating week for your team. Yeah, it's been an interesting week just due to, you know, the sickness hit our team. Uh, really tough game on Tuesday coming from behind there in the final two minutes to pull one out. Then yesterday going over to Black River, having a big lead, and then they shoot 8-12 of from the three-point line in the second half. I think it was a 21-point lead, got down to three, kind of persevered and pulled it out. And, you know, I don't know what tonight's going to bring. It's, it's tough when you play three games in a week. We did it last week, and so we'll see how much we have left on the tank tonight. You know, it's kind of interesting once you get to this point in the season because this is the third game for you this week playing a Lincoln team who's playing their first game this week. They haven't played in a week. So when you kind of get to this point, obviously I think with the illnesses you have going on your team right now, would you rather have had the three games in a week like this or just the one game as you kind of get closer to playoff time? Uh, you know, that's a tough question. If we were healthy... Three games is not bad, but just being, I need the girls to get some rest, but, and maybe they're fighting through it. I don't know. I don't like either when you just have that one game in a week, you know, you get in that routine, you're playing on a Tuesday, Friday, Monday, Thursday. I kind of like that. Um, girls tend to like their routines too, but I mean, we had three games last week, three games this week. So maybe you can say we're in that routine yet this week. I don't know. <laughs> When you look back, especially on your game on Tuesday, but being able to kind of overcome adversity against a manual team that's pretty good, but not 100% healthy your team was, but the way you've been playing to overcome adversity like that and pick up a close win, how important was that, especially as you get closer to the playoffs? Oh, man, I think it's huge. I mean, this year we have been in so many close games, and we've pulled out a lot of them. And that, the more you can experience those games and go through the ups and downs of the game, it's big. And even yesterday, you know, them coming back from a big deficit, cutting to three, just kind of shows the girls' character and what we had to do at the end of the game. And I think the girls are really getting used to that pressure. And it, it's valuable experience for the playoffs. You look at your team since, I believe, the month of January began. You've lost just two games. I mean, you're playing really good basketball overall. You have to feel pretty good because even some of the tougher teams you've played, Cochran Fountain City, for example, lost to them by five points just last week. So, that's going to be one of the teams you could be potentially facing in the postseason. So the confidence has to be real high with your team. Yeah, they've got a lot more. I know we started the year slow. I want to say we were two and three, two and four. And right now I think we're 15 and seven. We're nine and two in the conference. So the girls are playing with more confidence. And we've tried a lot of different things, you know, with this young team this year. And we finally gotten into, okay, this is what we're going to do. And they've bought into that and of course our defense has really played well we're forcing a lot of turnovers where we struggled a little bit is the shooting area bat and free throws i think if we can fix that area somehow we could be a tough outcome the playoffs now talking about the defense it's always good to have something sustainable with your team that travels and it seems like the defense is you're only giving up a little over 40 points a game so how do you really feel on that end of the floor especially with the postseason just a few weeks away here I'm pretty comfortable with that. I think we're doing a lot of good good things in the full court and the half court. We're able to switch it up a lot of times. We like to run the 1-2-2 one, two, two trap once in a while. We go full court man. We run a 2-3 zone. 
we just kind of play the flow of the game, what's working best, and we try to take away the other team's strength. And that's what we're going to try again tonight. But, yeah, we've hung on a hat on that all year long, and so far we've been successful with it. Oh, there's a lot of defenses you mix in, especially for a young team that you have. How impressed are you by how well they've picked it up and being able to play each and every one of those effective ever be needed? I'm very impressed. Uh, a lot of these girls are on the A honor roll, and that speaks to being just great role models in and out of the school. And I know I tried a couple things early in the year and kind of ditched them because they just weren't working. And as you get to know your young team, you see what their strengths are, what they can handle. And I've kind of tried to mold my coaching into that, what they can handle. And, man, I've been very impressed by them. Talk with Independence Head Coach John Zilla. Before I let you go, John, this is the second time you're playing almost Center Lincoln this year, first time since December. Pretty good team that's, again, well-rested. They haven't played in a week and have a very good player, and Ava Cummings on their side as well. So as you look at this matchup with the Hornets for the second time, what sticks out to you with them, and what ultimately do you have to do to get your third win of the week? Well, Bill Scholes, he does an outstanding job over there. He's built a very good program. thing about them, he brings, like we do, they're always strong defensively, and they're always a very physical team. I know the first time I think they out-rebounded us huge, I want to say by 20, 22. So it wasn't good, but I expect another very physical game. And, of course, we got to know where the Cummings girl is. But the two big girls, I think the first game, they both had double-digit rebounds. So we got to box them out and keep them off the boards to be successful tonight. John, I appreciate the time. As always, best of luck tonight. Hey, thanks, Mitchell. John Zilla, the head coach of Independence Gilmington. We'll take a break and come back with Limes after this on WHTL. The start of our game just a few minutes away here from Gilmington as the Independence Gilmington Indies host the Elma Center Lincoln Hornets. Second time these two teams have met this season. Indy Gilmington won the first game back in Elma Center in the middle of December 48-40. to Both these teams have gotten a lot better since then, Butch, and seems like we have a little really physical game on our hands tonight. It all indicates to be that way. You heard both of the coaches talk about it. They're preparing for a game that way. Of course, it's not always what you think it's going to be, Mitchell. We learned that very hard, yes. a very quick lesson last <laughs> night as we, we figured it was going to be a competitive game, but we both of us really thought it would be GET on top. And the Black River Falls Tigers came out on fire and kind of landed that first punch with a salvo of three-point shots that they made. I think they made like six of their first seven yep. or eight. And uh, GET Redhawks were never really capable of recovering from that. Mm-hmm. So, I, 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 you know what? Best laid plans of mice and men. We really think this should be a very competitive game. And like we said, there's a lot more than a one and loss record riding on this with the uh, seating meetings this week. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be able to announce on uh, Monday which way we're going to start our tournament coverage out. And that's uh, a week from Tuesday on, uh, what is that, February uh, 20th or 21st. All right. Yep. We'll be starting the coverage of the regionals here. Um, and again, you look at it last year, we both talked it over, and we thought the Blair-Taylor girls had a chance to go far in the playoffs. We didn't really see anybody on the boys' side. Well, Other than Whitehall, obviously. Well, they went all the way to the state tournament. We didn't which, think they'd do that, but... Well, we <laughs> thought they had a chance. They had a couple of good seniors and everything, and a, and a deep team. You yep. mentioned that a number of times throughout the year, that they didn't lose much going down to seven, eight, and even nine players. And, uh, yeah, it came to fruition. We were right with the Blair-Taylor girls as they made it all the way to the state championship game. And the Whitehall boys made it to the state tournament down in Madison, down to the Cole Center. So uh, 
Yeah, it seemed like just the other day, you and I and Mike are to sitting up in the offices kind of deciding yep. on how many games we're going to do and which way we're going to go. And now we're talking about the tournaments in 10 days. It, so. It's hard to believe, and we'll see, obviously, if any team on either side has a chance to make a deep run. This Indy Gilmington team, one I think is going to be a fascinating one, maybe a giant killer perhaps, the way they're going right now and the way they can defend. They make some shots, and especially for the free throw line, that's really got them this year. Yeah, a they, chance to surprise a lot of people. We've talked about that before. Yeah, you know, if they can do it, it's going to be interesting. I think uh, John Zilla, the coach for the Indies, uh, stated it well when he said, when we stayed toe-to-toe with CFC, we knew we had a good team. You and I kind of think that uh, CFC will be in the top two or three at yep. the worst in the seeding meeting. And if they can play with them, you get a win or two under your belt here to end the season, a little more confidence, get a win or two, maybe a home game in the start of the tournament. And you don't know how far you can go. Absolutely. It just takes one game nearly to turn things around. And it's a one-and-done tournament. Anything can happen. And obviously we'll have more on the potential brackets and seedings and matchups coming up over the next week or so. But it should be a fun one tonight. Lincoln and Independence Gilmington. We'll step aside one final break. When we come back, we get things started. Indies and Hornets to wrap up our week here on WHTL. Final game of our WHTL basketball week as the regular season makes its way towards its conclusion. A Darylink clash here in Gilmington as Independence Gilmington hosts Elma Center Lincoln in a girls basketball battle. Indy's looking to make it three wins this week, picking up victories over Eau Claire Emanuel and Black River Falls. Hornets back on the hardwood for the first time in a week, trying to come in fresh and ready to go. Should be a fascinating physical game between these two teams. And for tonight's starting lineups, here is Butch Halama. Thank you, Mitchell. Let's start with the visiting Lincoln Hornets. Number three, Isabel Huber, a sophomore. Number 11, Ava Cummings, a sophomore. Number 22, Felicity Fry, a junior. Number 33, Monsi Sanchez, a senior. And rounding out the starting five is Gabriela uh, Herrera, a uh, number 40, a senior. For the homestanding Independence Gilmington Indies, number three, Arabelle Nisley, a sophomore. Number 10, Addison Pronchinski, a senior. Number nine, or excuse me, number 12, Nora Shank is a freshman. Number 23, Cassidy Dano is a junior. And rounding out the starting five is number 24, Makaya Scow. She's a sophomore. Independence Gillington, led by longtime head coach John Zillow. Bill Schulte, the head coach of the Hornets. They are 12-8, and eight, is Lincoln 6-5 and five in conference play. Into Gilmington, 9-2 in league play this year with a 14-7 overall mark. Mitchell Spouts, Butch Halama with you on hand from Gilmington as we're set to get this one going. Makaya Scout will jump it up against Isabel Huber. For the Hornets, home whites are on for the Indies. Purple numbers, black trim. Traveling blacks on for the Hornets. The white numbers and lettering and the red trim. We're ready to go here from Gilmington. So glad to have you with us. The tap will be conceded <laughs> to the Indies. Don't jump at all from Huber as the Hornets were already back playing defense. Haven't yeah, seen that before. I haven't seen that one before. I haven't. So the Indies have the basketball moving to our right to get things going. At the top, Norris Shank passes to the left wing. Outside it goes. Three-pointer Addison Pronjinski won't go. Offensive rebound for Nisley. Lost it then and taken away by the Hornets. Ava Cummings, the sophomore, comes away with it and drilled it off a teammate's leg off Gabby Heredia's leg, and it goes out of bounds to the Indies. Everybody was going this way, and the ball went that way. So tough, (laughs) ill-advised turnover there for the Hornets. The Indies will inbound underneath the basket. Inbounds goes to Nisley, goes into the corner for Pronjinski, who just missed a three moments ago, goes back to Nisley in between the arcs. 
Left side of the floor, Pronjinski back up top. They rotate to the wing. Ball is bobbled by Shank. Can she control it? She does right before it goes out of bounds. Looks for help. Hands off to Scow. Right of the circle. Baseball pass back out front. Reverses it into the corner. Bounce pass inside. Knocked away from Cassidy Dano, who got to the block. A good recovery by Lincoln to swat it away. Stays with the Indies underneath. Good crowd on hand from both sides for this one. Two of the better teams in the Dairyland this season. Pronjinski's inbound goes to Shank. Thought about a three instead. Brings it back out front. Gives it back to the inbounder. Pronjinski on the left wing in front of the Hornets bench. Stops. Gives it off inside. Back out nicely. Wide open for the triple. Around and out. No good. Strong rebound up top for Monsi Sanchez. Hornets with the basketball. First time running a half-court set with the basketball. Ava Cummings, the sophomore, passes right. Isabel Huber now into the corner for Heredia. Lobs it inside for Sanchez. Back to Heredia on the baseline. Cut. She gathers, goes up, and finishes. Nice two-man game between Sanchez and Heredia. It's the senior Gabby Heredia score, and the Hornets lead 2 to nothing. A little over a minute gone by. Scow from the left wing brings it in. Now passes it back out to Pronjinski. Back to Scow. She backs her way down, but nowhere to go. Pronjinski rotates back out front. Shank dribbles with the right hand. Gets inside towards the elbow. Angles her way in. Throws oh. up a tough one off balance. No good. Rebound for Heredia. Worked hard to get the shot, but it just didn't go. No too strong. Not a lot of contact there. Looked like she might have been expecting some resistance, but never got it. Pass to the top is booted by Sanchez. Tracks it down near center court. Needs some help now as she bounces over to Cummings. Cummings high on the left. Guarded by Nisley. Gives it back up top. For Huber. Huber steps in. The sophomore lobs it inside. Here's Cummings down the lane. Forces it up. It's a round and down. First two for Lincoln's lean score. Ava Cummings averaging better than 15 a game. Has her first two, and it's 4-0 Hornets. A little over two minutes gone. Pronjins get the ball. Enters it inside. Dano backs her way down. Kicks it out. Three-pointer for Nisley is pure. And the Indies are on the board. Maribel Nisley, another fantastic sophomore. Team's leading score with 13 in transition. Here are the Hornets and Heredia wide open on the right block. And she scores her second bucket. She was rewarded for hustling down the floor hard there. The big girl followed in and got an easy layup out of it. Most surprising to see from the Hornets, listening to Coach Schulte before the game, said they kind of want to slow things down a little bit. Here's a pass to the baseline wide of the target scow as she was going the other way. Turnover Indies. Zig when you were going to zag mm-hmm. thing. And it's interesting to go back to that point, Butch. Indy's a deeper team. They want to run. That's how they score most of their points, or at least they try to. Yep. And Lincoln, not quite as deep and also a little bit bigger. They're trying to slow this thing down, but they go out and transition, score a quick bucket. And we'll see if they keep doing that. Heredia brings the ball down, passes to Cummings, left of the circle. Pumps it and passes back to Huber on the right side. Lost her balance for a bit, but then passes it to Felicia Frey. Rotates to the corner. Cummings open for a three-pointer. She puts it up, rolls off. No good. Good rebound for Micaiah Scow. Takes off the other way herself. Gets the left double. Angles her way in. Left-handed scoop shot will fall. Nice touch by Micaiah Scow. That was a tough angle, but just enough real estate to get it in there. And then Cummings throws it away in the backcourt. Knocked away from behind by Frey. Out of bounds. Indies will keep it. Entertaining first three minutes and 15 (laughs) seconds. Hornets lead it 6-5. Indies looking for their first lead. Madison Pronjinski will inbound, looks underneath and say goes to the corner where it's thrown away, but then snatched back by the Indies and Nisley. Nisley lost it, hits the deck, shovels it off the Scow, rolls to the sideline, but stays inbounds. Scow swipes it through, takes it to the free throw line, loses her balance, and now a blocking foul is going to be called. Amante Sanchez, that'll go on Lincoln. That will be first on number 33, Sanchez. First team foul on Lincoln. It'll be a blocking foul, and... Very dangerous play also out front before Scout drove that kind of hit 
Isabel Huber with an elbow around the head. She came out and in some pain there. They're going to check her out, but they didn't call anything on that. And you can tell right away she got shaken up at the throw. It goes over the top of Nisley and thrown away. Tracked down by Felicia Frey. Frey lost the handle, but right there is Sanchez. Lobs it inside. Here is a missed shot by Sanchez after pass from Heredia. And now the Indies have it in transition. Nisley puts on the brakes, takes a long two. That one bounces oh. in, and that was halfway down. Rebound for Avance Sanchez, cleared off by the Hornets. Outlets it over to Kaylee Carrillo. Carrillo brings it down, stops in between the arcs, and that one thrown away into the backcourt. It goes nicely from her knees, tracks it down. Nowhere to go, throws it away. Steal for Cummings. Ava Cummings dashes down the floor, lobs it inside. A hop pass goes through the hands of Sanchez and turned over as it bounces right in front of us. I think Sanchez was looking where the rim was. That was one of them like the wide receiver running before you catch it. Yep. Otherwise, that was an easy two points. Looked like it was about to be dished out there instead of a turnover. And substitution on the floor. Shauna Dano comes in for sister uh, Cassidy Dano for the Indies. Uh, the freshman enters in what is a mostly underclassman-led team for Indy Gilmington this year. Just one senior and one junior. That's it. Otherwise, a lot of sophomores and freshmen. Nora Shank takes it to the left circle. Needs some help. Backdoor for Nisley. She takes a jumper at the free throw line. Got herself freed up. Missed the shot. Got her own miss, though. Back outside it goes. She gets the basketball in between the arcs as they reset the offense. It's a man-to-man defense. Inside pass, Daniel takes it to the left block, stops, had it poked away and stolen. Ripped away by Gabby Heredia. Steal for the Hornets. They lead it by one, six to five, nearly five minutes gone. Pass for Sanchez, goes right back out for Heredia, takes it to the short quarter, pulls the jumper, bounces off a couple of times, and it's rebounded underneath by Addison Pronjinski, the lone senior. Pronjinski gives it up to Shane, drives down the floor, throws it into traffic. It goes out of bounds, last touch by the Hornets. Number 25, that's Taylor Zilla in for the Indies. And uh, Scowl, I believe, sat down. 13-0-3, first half. Indies looking for their first lead here. Brodzinski inbound goes right to Zilla. Open shot underneath, but missed it from five feet away. On the baby jumper, offensive rebound goes off a couple of points out of bounds. And it sticks with Indy Gilmington. Number 30, Samantha Prindle in for Lincoln. One thing to watch in this game, Lincoln nearly out-rebounded Indy Gillington by 20 in the first matchup, despite the Indies winning by eight. Here's a drive on the inbound. Nisley catches and collides into a brick wall, and he gets a shooting foul call. I believe they're going to get that on Sanchez. I believe so. Monse Sanchez, uh, that's her second. Only two team fouls on Lincoln, but both on Sanchez sending Nisley to the line. That's important. The Hornets are not a deep team. First free throw for Nisley is good. She's got four of the first six for the Indies, and this game is tied. Sanchez will come out with the two fouls. We'll see how long Bill Schultz elects to keep her on the bench. Only four other Hornets are currently on that bench as the free throw by Nisley is off to the left and rebounded by Samantha Prindle. Hornets looking to regain the lead here. Cummings brings it down at the top of the circle. 2-3 zone defense for the Indies. Pass inside for Heredia off her fingertips and stolen. Indy basketball still looking for their first lead. Pronjinski open top of the circle, but her shot got blocked by Kaylee Carrillo. And then on the deflection, it rolls out the center court, and it's picked up by Shank. Shank drives right of the lane, can't finish the layup in close. Rebound for Cummings, and we got a 30-second timeout on the floor. Called by Bill Schulte and the Hornets. 12-32, left in the first. We're tied at six here on WHT. Entertaining first five and a half minutes here from Gilmington. It is the Indies and Hornets tied at six. It'll be Lincoln basketball 
Following the first timeout of the game, Horns got off to a fast 6-2 start. However, the Indies have scored the last four to tie this game, but it has been a physical slugfest as anticipated. Hornets with the ball. Full-court pressure is on. Dangerous pass, but it's caught by Prindle near the far free-throw line as she outlets to Cummings, who brings it down without pressure. Passes left to Frey. Now in the corner, bobbled by Carrillo. Got it back. Needs some help. Tough entry pass handled by Heredia. Lobs it to the opposite short corner. Far jumper is missed by Prindle. Rebound coming. Shoulders up her defender. Can't finish. Swatted out of bounds. Last touched by the Indies. Lincoln's starting to get some good looks when they've gotten the ball inside. Not settling for threes. This is an interior-minded team. Trying to get the ball inside. Lob pass for Cummings. Goes up through traffic, and she's fouled. She's one that can score in a variety of ways, and the sophomore Cummings will head to the free-throw line. Balls on number 21. That is... Excuse me, Shauna Dano, her first, first team foul. Well, free throw here for Cummings. It is up and good. I think Bush, they actually, nope, you, I know, they got that foul on North Shank, actually. Ooh. Or maybe not. We'll see. I think so. I thought he put up 21. Well, we'll change that to Shank then until we see differently. That'll be her first. Still the first team fall. Free throw for Cummings. Good again. Goes two for two. And Ava Cummings with four. And the lead is 8-6 for Lincoln. Ball right side. Ball fumbled by Schenck as she tried to roll off her defenders. Trying to get some help as she's triple teamed in the corner. Needs a lot of help. Hands off for Scow. And Scow stepped on the end line. Turnover. Giveaway for the Indies after some good hard pressure by Lincoln. Kind of went to the danger zone in that corner, and three defenders surrounded the Indies trying to get the ball out of there. As a result, a turnover. Heredia throws a dangerous one that was deflected on the inbound, but Cummings catches it, turns the corner, pushes up the floor. Frey with the ball, stops on a dime, passes back up top for Heredia. Heredia lobs it back to Frey, and now Cummings guarded one-on-one by Avery Halama in the paint. Cummings jumps a pass back outside for Carrillo, rotates to the left wing. Hornets moving to our left. Pass to the short corner. Heredia finds Cummings cutting, but her shot got blocked underneath by Shauna Dano. Long pass is thrown to no one, but tracked down by Nora Shank in the front court right in front of the sideline. Shank with the ball, sweeps it through, passes for Scout, pumps, drives to the left block, tough shot underhand, won't go, rebound bounces out to the perimeter. Still loose, and we got a good hustle play by Felicia Frey to track that down. Forces a jump, and they'll get possession because of it. Ella City Frey came out of nowhere. It looked like the Indians yeah. were going to have that easily. Dano for Dano and uh, Pranjinski for Shank for the Indies. So the Horns with the ball up 8-6, 11-18 to play here in the first half. Long pass up ahead for Cummings. Has a one-on-one, goes right inside, and we got a blocking foul called against the Indies. And Addison Pranjinski, Cummings went right inside after catching the inbound pass and is headed back to the free throw line. That'll be the first on number 10, Addison Pranjinski. Second team fall on the Indies. That's exactly what you want in that spot. Great inbounds play against the pressure. Everyone was left in the dust that time. So two more shots at the line for Cummings, and it is good. Up to five points, three of three at the line tonight. Good to see Huber's back in. She yep. she looked like she was hurting. Like you said, she took that elbow to the face. Inadvertent, Inadvertent right, but... She was shaking up for a bit, and Frey goes two for two again. Or I Cummings. should say Cummings, I beg your pardon. 10-6, Hornets with the lead. 
Indy's looking for an answer. Down two scores. Pass inside by Scow is two toes. It goes back outside from Dano over the head of Nisley. It goes out of bounds in the backcourt. Indy's turn it over again. Indies now have more turnovers and points. Seven turnovers to just six points. You can be sure Coach Zilla is not pleased with that. Now there hasn't been a whole lot in transition for them, and that's the way they want to get up and down. Lincoln's done a good job slowing this game down. Lob pass over the top for Heredia. Too tall. It sails out of bounds. Onto the stage and turnover for Lincoln. The Indies looking to get some stops, and that's ultimately how you start up your transition, but fouls and points inside have kind of limited that, and the Hornets have done a nice job getting back as well. Not saying as many to the offensive glass to stop that transition attack. Pass inside of the mid post by Shank results in a foul on the horn. That's a couple of Lincoln players reaching in there. I think that's on Carrillo, right? I think so, yes. Hey, we got that one right. There we go. That's the first on Kaylee Carrillo. Third team foul on the Hornets. Still a 10-6 lead for Lincoln. Shank takes it right of the circle, drives inside and collides with Carrillo. And just like that, she's got two in the matter of five seconds. Fourth team foul, her second. So four fouls on the Hornets, but they're on two players. One is Sanchez, who's on the bench, and now Carrillo has two. She stays in, though, and not a lot of depth options here. Here's a long two from the corner from Scow. Bounces off the rim a couple of times and rebounded by Cummings. Ava Cummings, full head of steam, attacks the Indy defense and had it poked away and stolen from behind. Was trying to go right through the teeth of the Indies, one on three, but the Hornets are denied. Indies looking for an answer. They haven't scored in three and a half minutes. Shank drives baseline right, gets inside, collides with Heredia. Late foul call, and Gabby Heredia picks up her first foul, who thought she was straight up. Ball is on number 40, Gabby Heredia. That is her first team fifth. No, Schultz a little upset with that one. I actually think he's got a point on that one, Butch. It looked like from here, Heredia held yeah. her ground as the free throw from Shank's a high archer. Yeah. But it goes. Now, substitution, Felicity Frey is back in. She's going to give Ava Cummings a quick breather here. I can't imagine this will be a long break for Not her. Not too extended, huh? And now with the foul trouble and the way this game has been played so far. But you do want to give her a breather. Second free throw for Shank. Another rainbow. This one a bit short. And a rebound pulled down by Isabel Huber. Huber harassed by Nisley. Passes to the corner for Carrillo, who has the two fouls. Now she gets double teamed. Wrapped up. A jump is called. Possession Indies. And they're trying to force those. This is a good pressure defense. And one thing Coach Zilla said, he's not afraid to mix it up. 2-3-1-3-1, man-to-man, whatever's working is what he likes to stick with. And he's really commended this group for how well they picked that up, especially for being how young they yeah. are. Shank with the ball, point, drives it down the middle of the lane, but then goes back outside for Brunchinski, right of the circle. Inbound, or entry is it deep inside for Dano, but she gets double team, tries to get it back outside, but it's deflected out amongst the sideline and goes out into the crowd. And we'll stay with the Indies. And just under 10 to play in the first half. 10-7, Lincoln in front. Shank takes the inbounds in the backcourt, looking to the high post for Dano. Instead, she'll take a screen from Scow. Takes it high on the left, but does not roll off it. Shank leaves it off for Nisley. Arabelle Nisley back to the left side of the floor. Shank entries it, goes back out Nisley for three, and the tie. That one is no good. A rebound underneath for Heredia. Lincoln basketball up by three. Huber brings it down. Here comes a double, lobs it. It's deflected, nearly stolen. Now it is. Frey couldn't handle it. Here's a drive down the right side. Pronjinski has it on the pass oh. from Shank. Couldn't finish the layup. Left it short, out of bounds, off the Indies. Indies are now getting the turnovers. They're getting into the faster-paced game. They're just not scoring. They've had some 
good shots or some good opportunities. It's not there. Just that hasn't time. fallen. Oh, that was a good look, too. Got to have those, especially off that quick turnover. Back into the game comes Ava Cummings. So about a minute's worth of free time on the bench. Long pass up ahead. Carrillo's open for a long two. Missed it long. Offensive oh. rebound, though, for Huber, who could not handle it. Off her fingertips and out of bounds. It belongs to Independence Gilmington. Still a three-point game. And one of those where one possession like this, even a six-point game, just feels... A little yeah. bit steeper than it actually is. Again, these are two good defensive teams. Ball right elbow. Driving is Dano. Gets tied up, and we've got another ball. jump ball. She brought the ball down. Possession arrow this time to the Hornets. This was a game that Independence Gilmington won the first time back in mid-December. 48-40 on the road. Uh, Lincoln, a vastly improved team, as is Indy Gilmington. Indies have lost just twice since the new year. It's two very good teams. And they're facing an experienced and tough Lincoln squad. Inside pass goes back up for Huber. Good ball fake, but then she lost it. She drove in close. Ball out of bounds. Last oh, touch yeah. by Lincoln. I think that uh, Miss Scow's face kind of told it there. It may have been off of her. <laughs> Timeout on the floor. Called by John Zilla in the Indies. 8.47 to play in the opening half. It's 10-7 Lincoln here on WHTF. 8.47 to play here in the opening half. This physical game continues with Lincoln leading 10-7 over Indy Gilmington. Special Spence with Chalama with you here on the call tonight. Final game of three. And our WHTL basketball slate. Indy's with the basketball. Each team has used a timeout here in the first half. Shank brings it down to our right. Passes to the high post for Addison Brodzinski, who backs it out. Passes left for Nisley. Nisley back at the head of the wheel. Backs it up, passes left. Pronjinski goes back to Nisley. In between the circles, and now Scow left alone. 2-3 zone defense for Lincoln. This That's possession, and a travel called on Scow as she took a few steps in high side, then stepped on the brakes. Unable to keep that pivot foot down. Now, one thing that is fascinating for Indy Gilmington as well, this is the third game this week. They've actually played three games in the week, back-to-back -back weeks. Here's a drive and nice a pass, pass inside. Good baseline cut by Frey. That's ready a founder on the good tic-tac-toe passing. And the Hornets' lead is five. This is their largest of the night. Drive to the baseline, and a foul is called on Cummings as she a little hit check to Nora Schenk as she was trying to get around her, and that'll be the first on Cummings. Sixth team foul, so the Indies are in the uh, bonus here the rest of the game, uh, rest of the half. Eight, uh, eight minutes, six seconds to go here in the first half. Hornets by five, inbound Schenk. Right of the circle, looks back to the corner. Pronjinski is there, does not take the shot. Bounce pass back out front for Shank. Shank passes left, nicely maneuvers her way inside, back outside. Shank drives inside, throws up a wild one as she came in against Heredia. Rebound tracked down in the far corner by the Hornets. Unable to outlet it successfully, it was stolen, and then a jump ball is going to be called here, a physical one. As Shank and Carrillo got tied up, possession error, we'll keep it here. That was a physical play there, and it's kind of embodied what this game has been so far. Both coaches said they expected a physical game, and they haven't been uh, wrong so far here, have they? Nope. Long inbound to the backcourt. Nasley runs it down, passes left. Addison Pronjinski looking to the inside. Leaves it off for a cutter, and Scow instead, who tries to angle it on the left side, couldn't finish it. It's the side of the backboard, and deflects right to Kaylee Carrillo. Carrillo dribbles the ball from right to left, brings it down to the baseline, is walled off, passes inside, Cummings muscles it up. Can't finish, got her own miss, and a reaching foul is called on the rebound. It'll go on Indy Gilmington. And it'll be the Hornets inbounding underneath. Calls on number 23, Cassidy Dano. That's her first. 
team third. Inbound goes right back to the inbounder. Turnaround oh. hook shot is good for Gabby Heredia. Nice play by Heredia. Gave it to the corner, went to the block immediately, got position and floats it in. Touchdown lead for the Hornets. It's 14-7. Driving right side is Shank. Wild one, no good off the backboard. Rebound, Dano. And a late foul is called. And she came flying in. I think they got this on Korea. We'll see, though. No, it's actually going on Heredia Butch, and that is her second. Yeah, they've got three players with two each. No, that is the seventh team. I think she was in the act of shooting, correct? Yep, yep. this will be two shots here for Cassidy Dano. First free throw is going to bounce off the back iron and spin in. First point for the Indies. That was They had six points, what, with three minutes into the half, two yep. and a half minutes. It's been a real scoring battle for them here in this first half. Dano and can't make the second rebound for Heredia. Hornets still up by six. It's been as large as seven. Indies haven't made a field goal in nearly seven minutes. Driving kick. Huber pumps, drives inside, floats up a wild one that's going to go out of bounds as she got sandwiched between two bodies. No foul called. Indy basketball. Prindle in for Huber and Dano for Dano. And we still have not seen Monte Sanchez in a while on the edge of that bench, and we'll see if she maybe comes back in now with Heredia having two fouls. Carrillo back to the bench with her two fouls. Actually, Carrillo's still out there, I beg your pardon. Three-pointer open for Nazi at the top. Missed it. Rebound underneath is put back in by Shauna Dano. Much needed for the Indies to pull them within four. 14-10. Cummings drives right side. No looks a pass inside to Carrillo. It was tipped out of bounds. Last touch by Shauna Dano. Number 25, Taylor Zilla in. Uh, Scow out for the Indies. And here comes Sanchez back in for Heredia, just like you thought would probably happen. Gives her a breather. Sanchez now got to play a little bit careful here with the two fouls. One of three Hornets with two fouls. Inbound to Korea, left of the circle. Dribbles it up front. Looks for Sanchez inside. Not there. It said bounces a pass to Felicity Frey. Pass is deflected and tracked down by Sanchez. Goes to the far side. Along two is up and good by Samantha Prindle. Her feet were on the line, so it's a two, and that makes it 16-10 Lincoln. Up top, fourth shot by Shank is blocked. Loose ball, squirts all around, and eventually Sanchez has it, hits the deck, but the possession arrow favors the Hornets on the alternate possession. And the Hornets get a quick stop with 6-10 to go here in the first half. They've got seven fouls against them, just three for the Indies. Hornets looking to add on to this lead. The largest has been seven, currently at six. Cummings lobs inside, but volleyball spiked out of bounds by Shank. Good interior defense to knock it away from Frey. And the Hornets will keep it along the far sideline. They'll inbound right in front of the Indy bench. It'll be Sanchez to trigger as they sit up in the box set. They free up a teammate along the sideline. That's Frey. Passes for Cummings. Goes up under, works her way towards the left block. It puts it in. Ava Cummings with her second made field goal. She's got eight to lead all scores. 18-10, Hornets, and this one deflected into the backcourt near Steele. Now it is one. Frey has it. She puts it up, and that'll roll off the back iron and in. First two for Felicity Frey. No, it's actually her second basket. Beg your pardon, her second basket. Quick shot left side for Nisley. That one's air ball, nearly out of bounds, but saved by the Indies. Silla has it. Gives it off in the interior, and now back out for Nisley. Nisley bounces it to the other side for Shank, drives baseline right. Goes all the way to the other side, gives it up, gets it back. Indy's in desperate need of a bucket, down by 10. Outside, Shank pumps, drives to the left, double out of control, and eventually draws a body bump foul. And we'll see who that goes on. Regardless, I think it's going on Carrillo. 
It's going to be one and one, and Coach Schulze is saying. That's her third. Coach Schulte is actually very animated. I think he got told to settle down there and saying what she's supposed to do. You know, that was the case. I think it was as much of a slip or a misstep by uh, by Shank as it was the shove on Carrillo. That, that, that was a tough one. She's got three now. I think his argument was she was straight up, and she was kind of shouldering her way into her, but yeah. what's she supposed to do when she picks up the foul? So one that's and one off. here for Shank, and that's an air ball. Lenora Shank unable to convert on the one and one, so it goes back to the Hornets who lead this one 20 to 10. They're on a 10-3 run currently. 5-13 to play until halftime. First game in a week for the Hornets as that one into the corner is pinballed around, out of bounds, last off the Hornets. Good defense by Dano as she was all over Cummings who couldn't handle it. So Indy basketball in the front court currently down 10. Inbound goes to Nias. He had her shot blocked, but it goes right back to her. So another chance here for the Indy. Shank hesitates, drives the right baseline, gets trapped, knocked away from behind. Last touch by Lincoln. Kaylee Carrillo knocked it free, still being somewhat aggressive out there. At the well, I tell foul. you, nothing is easy. Every dribble, nope. every shot on both sides is really contested here so far in this first half. No, nothing's coming easy for the Indies, and not a lot of good three-point looks either. They had a couple three-point shots blocked. Yep. Scow back into the game. She catches the inbound in the right corner. Passes back out front. Shank pumps, steps back, and goes back to Scow right of the circle. Brings it back out front. Man-to-man defense. That's now 2-3 for Lincoln as they switch it up in the middle of the possession. Shank over to Scow. High on the left. Takes the dribble. Feeds it inside. Here comes the double back outside nicely. Harabelle nicely and maneuvers her way back out front where she hands it off to Pronjinski. Bronjinski crosses over on Carrillo, bounces left. Here's Scout driving left side, puts it up off the window and in. Good physical drive by Micaiah Scout, her second made field goal, and the Indies are within eight. 20-12, Lincoln. Cummings passes inside, caught by Sanchez, backdoor feed, deflected and knocked away. Sanchez was really close to getting her yeah. third there. Trying to get the ball back pass for Scout, wasn't ready for it, and saves it to the wrong team. It goes to Carrillo, and the Hornets will slow this one down. Four and change to go, and we've got a double dribble. Cummings knew it. Cummings just kind of lost her train of thought there and double dribbled inadvertently. And the Hornets, a free pass back to the Indies. And at 4.08 to go until halftime. Lincoln has a team averaging 45 points a game. Andy Gilmington, 50. They've been a lot better offensively during this recent run of theirs, but offense not coming easy tonight. Pass to Scout in the corner, a little too low, goes through the five, pulling out of bounds. Nicely a tough one to handle there for Scowl. Well, the Indians give it right back. Sanchez inbound the backcourt, she'll go right to Cummings. Ava Cummings will slowly walk it down, crosses the timeline, bounces left. Samantha Prendel, long pass to Korea, wasn't quite ready for it, snags it with one hand, bounces to Cummings, guarded by Bronjinski forced it inside. That one stolen away. Almost a foul called by Cummings trying to get it back. Nasley down the floor. Leans in on the oh, wow. mid-range two. Couldn't hit. Offensive rebound, though. Saved by the Indy. Scow has it. And that's knocked away from behind by Felicity Frey, who nearly went the other way with it. It ran to the scores table. You wonder if a tough game last night where they had a vicious comeback by the Black River Falls Tigers isn't affecting the Indies because... They just don't look quite in sync here tonight no. to me. Nazi for three right side. It is off the backboard. No rim. Rebound, though, for Scow. Goes back out for Pronjinski. 
Lasting Pronjinski wheels it around to the right wing, bounces for Nasley, pumps on a three, now takes one from the left side. That's a rounded wow. out, no good. Halfway down. Good pump fake to free herself up. Freya to rebound for Lincoln. 20 to 12, Hornets, three minutes to play here in the first. Driving, coming, shoulders up. Pronjinski passes to Prindle, takes a long two again off the heel, and a rebound underneath for Dano. Cassie Dano clears it off to Norris Shake. The freshman brings it down. Shank passes left. Passing down a three is Pronjinski had a look, and now Scow with it, left side, three-pointer is up and down. Five in a row for Micaiah Scow, and the Indies, in a blink of an eye, have scored the last five to pull within five. 20-15 to 15 game, backdoor cut, there's Prindle. Shot blocked by Nisley, but goes in anyway. Slightly deflected, getting a lot of arm, and an and one, an opportunity for Samantha Prindle. Arabelle Nisley picks up her first, team fourth. And that's a way to snatch back the momentum if you're Lincoln. That was a great cut by Prindle, and way to fight through that contact, even on the slight deflection there. Got the shot to go. So chance for three at the line for Prindle, and she converts it. Hits the back of the iron, but spins its way home, and the Lincoln lead is back to eight, 23-15. Top of the arc, that one thrown away by Pronjinski, stolen by Fray's, been active defensively, takes it coast to coast and pins it in off the glass. Velocity Frey with six, 25-15. Lincoln lead is back to 10. Nisley down the lane, floats it up, missed off the side of the iron, out of bounds, last touch by the Indians. Are you a little surprised that Lincoln is staying in this even with the foul trouble? They're running. They're, they're moving the ball here. They're not pulling it back or slowing down at all. I think Schultz. Colt Schulze is pretty impressed by the physicality of his team, and he's just sticking with that. Long pass for Cummings, one-on-one -on -one for her. Gets oh, the nice angle and scores. Ava Cummings again, and now a timeout by John Zilla. A 7-0 run in less than a minute for Lincoln, and they lead at 27-15, 2 to go until halftime. Back in 30 seconds on WHTL. Hornets with a game-high lead of 12. They've responded with a 7-0 run following a 5-0 spurt by the Indies. And John Zillow trying to get things turned around here as nothing's come easy tonight for Indy Gilmington and the Hornets seem to be getting whatever they want at the moment. So a long way to go. Indies would love to get this down to single digits before halftime. Have two minutes to do so. Down 27-15. They have the basketball currently. Norris Shank gets it to Bronjinski. Back out nicely. Scow now in the far corner. Goes back to Nisley. Inside pass Bronjinski. Turnaround jumper oh. off the side of the rim. Rebound for Sanchez. Six, eight footer there. Those are the kind you've got to make. Cummings brings it down the floor. Takes it to the left wing. Directs traffic. Bounces for Sanchez in the corner. Gets by her defender, but passes back up top for Frey. Carrillo now in the corner for Cummings. Pass inside. Caught by Sanchez. Turns, goes up. And no shot hey, call. They foul, foul on the floor. That. That's the fifth team foul, though, on the Indies, so no free throws. Falls on number three, Arabella Nisley. That will be her second, team fifth. So Lincoln inbounds underneath with a minute 35 to go in the half. Inbound goes straight to Prindle, missed a flat shot long. Rebound out of bounds, deflected a few times, but eventually off uh, Shauna Dano and the Indies. Dano with a nice job. She got a block on uh, Schultz there, or Sanchez, excuse me. She'll inbound right in front of us. Correa will catch at the top of the circle, brings it back outside. Leaves it for Cummings, left wing, looks to the interior, nothing there, and said finds Prindle. They rotate to the other side. Correa brings it back out front, picks up her dribble, now needs some help, lobs inside for Sanchez against Dano. In the mid-post area, goes up under and eventually passes away. Cummings takes her time in between the arc, good pump fake, 
Shoulders up her defender, passes to the corner for Sanchez. High pass, though, goes into the backcourt. Out of bounds, turnover Lincoln. Possession that took off about 30 seconds, but ultimately no points for the Hornets. Lead is 12 for them still, 27-15 with 65 seconds to go here in the first. Shank blows by her defender, Frey, takes it to the right short corner, gets all the way underneath, does not shoot it, though. Whips it back out front for Nisley, and now Pronjinski spins past the right wing, throws up a long two, won't go. Rebound to the far corner, is loose, out of bounds. Last touch by Shank in the Indies. Belongs to Lincoln with 47 seconds left. The Indies just do not look comfortable on offense, do no, they? No, out of sync. Threes aren't falling. A lot of contested twos. And the Hesitant on shots when you would think they should take them. I just, it just, they don't look right. Hornets have had full control of this game. They've never trailed in it. Pass to the top of the circle for Sanchez. A lot of contact. No foul, though. Sanchez throwing some elbows up there, but they let it play on. Frey with the basketball. Leaves it for Cummings. Poke free by Dano. Cassidy Dano, or Sean Dano, rather, has a steal. Dano passes to Shank. Throws up one in transition. No good. Dano the rebound. That one misses way long, but tracked down by Shank. Second opportunity here for the Indies. Nicely left wing three is short. Got her own miss. Floats it up. It's good. What a play by Arabelle Nisley. 27-17, five seconds left. Here comes Cummings down the floor. Lobs inside for Sanchez, knocked away, recovered by the Hornets. Got to get up a shot. They it won't, won't, and that's the half. But it does conclude the first 18 minutes. That was well played by Lincoln. They lead this one 27-17 at the halftime break. We'll step aside, come back with the stats and more. You're listening to Girls High School Basketball. Welcome into halftime here from Gilmington High School. 27-17, Alma Center Lincoln has the lead over Independence Gilmington. Hornets were the more aggressive team from the jump push. They have not slowed down, and as a result, they lead it by 10. It was as large as 12 in that first half. Yeah, I got to be a little surprised that Lincoln ran with them and actually pushed it, it seemed to me, but uh, so far it's paying off. Let's go with the statistics here at halftime. First of all, for the homestanding Indies, they were led in scoring by Micaiah Scow with seven. Arabella uh, Nisley with six, two points for Shauna Dano, and rounding out the scoring with one each was Nora Shank and Cassidy Dano for their 17. They were three of seven from the free throw line for 43%. They only had five personal fouls, uh, Nisley two for the starters. Big problem here is 13 turnovers, though that, that does not please Coach Zilla. For the Lincoln Hornets, they were led in scoring by their leading scorer, Ava Cummings. She has 10. Six each for Felicity Fry, uh, Fry, and six for Gabriella Herrera, and then five off the bench for Samantha uh, Prindle uh, for their 27. They were five of five from the line for 100%. Uh, they did commit eight personal fouls, and here there's a little bill because uh, Carrillo, Carrillo has uh, three coming off the bench. She came in for Sanchez, who had two. And then uh, Heredia, their other post player, also has two. So it'll be interesting there. And here's the most surprising stat of the half to me. The Lincoln Hornets have 18 turnovers. And still with a 10-point lead, you got to just wonder, you cut those turnovers in half, and what kind of lead could have they had? But there's your first half numbers, Mitchell. And the big message from Coach Schulte in the pregame today is we haven't played a complete 36 minutes. I'd argue that wasn't. The greatest A-plus half of basketball they've played, but it was a pretty good one against a good team. Yes, against a good team. That's the key there. They lead it by 10. Second half just a few minutes away. We'll step aside, come back, and get the half going for you just after this. It's here on. 
Rachel Speltz, Butch Lama back with you for the start of the second half, which is just a few minutes away. 27-17 is the lead currently for Elma Center League. A little bit of extended halftime for a kind of youth, youth skills yep. moment. So got about a couple of minutes. We'll keep it here during that portion. But we got a 10-point lead currently for Lincoln, a team that lost to Indy Gilmington by eight. And this Indies team has only lost twice since the new year began. We've got, this is the final game of the week for us, and we are starting to come down to the home stretch here, Butch. Yeah, we are. Next week, we've got a pretty good boys game as GET travels to Arcadia. That'll be on Tuesday the 13th. I believe Dave is helping me yep. with that one. And then you'll be back later in the week, correct? Yep, correct. We've got Eliva Strum uh, at Blair Taylor on Thursday night on the girls' side in a repeat performance with Eliva Strum at Blair Taylor on Friday night for the boys. And after that... We've only got two regular season games left. Monday the 19th, we've got Whitehall at Fall Creek in a boys matchup. And then Thursday the 22nd, we'll wrap up our boys coverage Augusta at Blair Taylor. In between there, we do have a girls regional game yep. in the first round on Tuesday the 20th. And like we said, we should have the seedings here hopefully by Monday. I think they all meet on Saturday and Sunday. Yep. I think I understand that. So we'll have more of an idea on where we are with that. And... Um, in all the games we've done this year, who do you think has a chance? You spoke a little bit earlier. You think Independence Gilmington, they're not looking like it tonight, but we, you know, no. the way they've been playing up till tonight, we thought they might have a chance to, uh, you know, get a win or two in the Division Five. Yeah, it's an off night for Indy Gilmington. It's a second straight game in three weeks, and Coach Zill touched on it. They've been under the weather this week, and they have, you know, this is the third straight game, yeah. three week for them playing three games, which can be a lot, I think, especially in a short amount of time. You know, other than that, on the girls' side, I mean, I think this Lincoln team is a little interesting, especially the way they're playing. If you don't have the size to go against them, I think that yep. could be a challenging team. They're one that played Royal Close not too long ago, and they might be the top seed in this regional. It's also interesting talking to Coach Zillow before the game. The game that we were supposed to have last week against Augusta, of course, the one that got uh, postponed due to the power outage, it's going to be played on Tuesday, but almost an irrelevant game of sorts because it's not going to count towards where they finish in the seeding because that's going to be decided this weekend. Yep. So his fear was, does that cost them maybe a seed or two? Because you just never know with the electronic system now these days and the formula. That, if they had that win, it would have won one other win in their column. I mean, it might be a win over a lowly team, but at the same time, it is win to your record. Yep. And, you know, we'll see. Obviously, if you lose this game, it might it might hurt you. You never know. Lincoln yeah, could be it very in much front could. of you. So, We'll see what happens here, but I think for girls, I mean, it's kind of open. I think we have some team who can make some noise, but I think it's kind of to be determined if we've yeah. got a team that can go far. We don't have that standout Blair Taylor team from a year ago. You don't have teams like that every single year. No. So you never know, but I think both these teams, along with Leo Strum, who we've seen plenty of times, another team that could possibly knock somebody off, all three of those teams seem like they are built for the future. Yep. And with that, we are ready to start the second half here from Gilmington. So glad to have you with us. Mitchell Speltz and Butch Lama with you on the call. 18 minutes to go. Hornets lead it by 10 on the road as the Indies control the basketball. Now coming to our left as the inbound goes to center court. It'll be Norris Shank to run the point. First possession of the half for the Indies looking to get on the board quickly here. Zone defense. 2-3 for Lincoln. Driving and kicking back to Pronjinski. Now it is Scal, the team's leading scorer, driving baseline left, gets all the way in, muscles it up, won't go, but it goes off the fingertips of Gabby Heredia, who couldn't hold on to it, and he's get a second chance. Big deal here if they can get this under double digits. I think yep. that'd be a, emotionally be a big deal for them. Yeah, there's a long way to go, but the way this game's being played is that one's knocked out of bounds on the inbound, and it'll stay at the Indies. 
the way this game's been played, 10 points seems like 15. Well, when you've only scored 17 in the whole first half, I agree with you totally. I'll see if Arabelle Nicely, who made a couple big shots in that first half, can get it going. Gives it up, feeds inside for Franjinski, who turns around now, brings it back out. No one accounts for her, so she'll try the three, and she'll drain it. Addison Pronjinski, her first points of the night, and they are big ones to start the second half. 27-20, deficit is seven. Now here's a turnover. Nicely is sealed, trying to make it all the way. She can't rebound, is put back, though, by Shane. A 5-0 spurt in 50 seconds by the Indies, and this is a five-point game. Timeout for Lincoln. We'll hold it here for this timeout. Nane, this is exactly what you hope for, Butch, out of the locker room if you're John Zilla. You know, and two of the girls got their first baskets. Uh, Pronjinski got her first point of the game with that three-pointer, and then Shane comes back with her first field goal. She had made a one of three from the line in the first half. So, yeah, you couldn't have asked for anything more to get your team uh, – Fired up and back in it. Yeah, defense into offense for them. It's also curious. We never really touched on this in the pregame, but this girls team hasn't played in this gymnasium all that much this year. No. They've played most of their games in India, as has the boys team, of course. But I think when you factor that in a little bit, it might have an effect playing in different surroundings like this, especially for a team that is mostly from Independence. I think yeah. that certainly is significant. And it's a significantly bigger gym in Independence. This this one is a smaller gym. Like we talked, uh, I think we mentioned it in the pregame. I believe this is the only gym in the area with a restraining line. I mean, I'm aging myself here now, but growing up, Osseo had a restraining line. Oliva Strum had a restraining line. You know, Gilman, I never did play in this gym in high yep. school. You did now. I did. I now, did. was there many restraining lines around? Oh, yep, yep. It's still the same as it but, I mean, was, back was there many other schools that you played oh, in? Oh, no. This was the only one. I believe so, from yep. what I can remember. And I think down by either North Crawford or Bangor or someplace, I played in one also. I also want to state the fact. Lincoln obviously doesn't play here every day, too. So you can almost be looking at this. It's two road games for both. It's almost a neutral of, site. Exactly. So Lincoln with the basketball up by five. A minute gone by here in the second half. Right side, Isabel Hewer pumps and passes back out front for Frey. 2-3 zone for the Indies. Here's the ball in the hands of Heredia in the high post. Jumps and had it stripped away. No travel call. They call that a live ball. So Lincoln contains it. Velocity Frey feeds it inside, goes right back out for Sanchez. Sanchez throws it back out front, rotates right. Cummings with the ball. Cummings down the middle, throws a high pass over the 10 to target. And Gabby Heredia, turnover Lincoln. This is the one thing I don't think the Hornets want to do is we were a little bit surprised, but they stayed in that first half by playing at Independence Gilmington's pace. If they try and slow this down and kind of milk that lead, I'm, I that hasn't the style that got them the lead. Yep. Now both these teams have been playing 2-3 zone most of the night, trying to maybe force some more jumpers to go. And I think that favors Indy Gilmington for the defensive purposes because they're not as good on the inside. Here's a three-pointer miss by Nora Shank, a rebound for Lincoln. So the Hornets control it here, bringing it down to her right is Huber. She'll stop, and she'll throw it away. She threw it right to Shank. Nora Shank, no look pass. There's nicely. She puts it up and in. Seven straight points for the Indies to start the second half. It's nicely for two, 27-24. And now Lincoln looking for answers. As mentioned, they are, to me, more of an interior team. Not much jump shooting, so this zone might confuse them a little bit more. Have they got a shot off here in the second half? I, I don't think so. If so, it have been just one, not many. Velocity Frey high on the right, looks inside, nothing there, and she goes to the high post. Heredia goes back outside, Sanchez near center court, over the head pass, caught by Carrillo in the corner, and it leaves it for Frey left of the circle. Frey pass, thrown away, stolen by Scow. Scow all the way, gets the angle, and scores. 
Nine in a row out of the locker room as Micaiah Scow registers her first two of the half. 27-26, Indies within one. Four shot thrown up by Huber. It's safe oh, though by nice Sanchez. nice effort by Sanchez there. Sanchez now gets it back. Powers and goes up under, and her turnaround is short. Goddard will miss again. Dribbles it off her shoe. It was actually off an Indy leg. I think and it went off on of Prajinsky's foot. I'll tell you what, if Lincoln scores on this possession, these could be huge points sparked oh. by Monte Sanchez. Yep, she fought hard, got an off two offensive rebounds there. Dano for Dano, the freshman in for the junior here. 15.09 to play in the game, 27-26. It was 27-17 at halftime in favor of Lincoln. Sanchez off the inbound, lobs for Cummings, who's trying to get him going here. Cummings goes outside, long two by Heredia off the front rim, rebound for Nisley. Nisley leads the break, three on three, stops, beats Scow. Scow in the left corner, dribbles towards the hoop, puts it up, she can't get to go, but she is fouled. Two nice. shots up coming for Scow. Very nice play by the freshman, uh, Shauna uh, Dano there. Almost could have been an offensive foul, but she screened one of the defenders off to allow Scow to get to the basket for these two free throws. If she makes both, Indy Gilmington will have their first lead of the game. First one here for Scow is no good. Foul was on number 11, Ava Cummings. That's her second first team fall here in the second half. If there's one thing that is really haunt to Indy Gilmington this year, it is free throws. They are 47% as a team this season. Second one for Micaiah Scow is straight up and straight through. Tied at 27. 10-0 run for Indy Gilmington to start the second half. And in the blink of an eye, they've tied this game in about three minutes. Lincoln needs an answer. Monte Sanchez high on the right, feeds it inside, but threw it away too far for Heredia. Stolen by Scow, but she couldn't control it. It goes off her leg, and she thought that she was fouled. They don't call that Lincoln ball. That's one where she's got to pick it up and try it. You know, and a guard's got to come and get it from her. You don't need uh, Scow handling the ball. Inbound to Carrillo, gets it back out front. Sanchez looks inside, still an extended 2-3 look for the Indies. Afraid of the corner for Heredia, who's been quiet offensively. Feeds it off inside. Sanchez back out. Carrillo long two. 18-footer is air ball. Out of bounds. Indy ball. Those long twos, Butcher, are sometimes harder than a three because they feel longer because you don't practice it as much. We got number 22 coming in for the Indies now, and that is a freshman, Catherine Campa. Maybe it's that end because hey. Independence was having hey. a heck of a time on that end in the first half. Many coaches have told me the long two is the worst shot yeah. in basketball. Further shot, least amount of points. And he's with the ball. Pronjinski thought about a three for the lead. Instead, goes inside, kicked off a leg of a Hornet, rolls into the stage, and it stays with the Indies. 14.05 to play, still in eternity. But the Indies have seized control and looking for their first lead here in the second half. Nicely dribbles along the baseline, floats it up. It rolls off, no good. Rebound, Dano is there, and the Indies have the lead. Shauna Dano puts it in, 29-27, Independence, Gilmington in front. Ava Cummings slips it inside, caught by Sanchez, flips it back out for Carrillo, and now here's Cummings, top of the circle, backs her way down, goes nice up under, pass. there's Sanchez, and she pushes it in to tie the game. And to say they needed that is an understatement. That's their first points first points of the night for uh, Sanchez. And first of the half for the Hornets, no look pass by Pronjinski inside, pinballs around, <laughs> Dano ends up with it, and she scores two more. I'll take that if nobody wants it. Shauna Dano with the last four for Indy Gilmington. 31-29 Indies. Timeout called by Bill Schulte and the Hornets. 
13-22 to go in the game. It is now 31-29. Independence Gilmington in front on WHTL. 13-22 to play in the game. A 10-point deficit has been turned on its head by the Indies. They now lead it by 2-8. 14-2 spurt out of the locker room. Butch, they've got their first lead. Well, look at it this way. Independence scored 17 points in the first 18 minutes. Now in four and a half, they've got 14. They have flipped the switch. I'm not no sure what John Zilla said to him at halftime, but it's worked. Coming yeah, he's got to remember what it is so he can say it before oh, the game. absolutely. <laughs> Indies looking for their third win this week. Pass inside deflected. It goes right to Sanchez. Lobs it to the far side where it's knocked away by Scowbike, a defensive back. Out of bounds. They'll stay with the Hornets. Scow's a little deceptive with them long arms, and she's quick. Yep. And that 2-3 zone is really giving Lincoln fits. And he's played a little bit in that first half, but not as much here in this half. As Nisley has a steal, goes coast to coast. She oh. can't get the layup to go. It rolls off, but she was fouled by Felicity Frey. That will be the first on Frey and the second team foul on the Hornets, sending Nisley to the line. She was one for two in the first half. This building has really gotten going from a fan perspective. This really, that would have really gotten it going had that gone down. First free throw for Nisley, bounces off and misses to the right. The free throw uh, troubles continue. One more here to come for Arabelle Nisley to try and make this a three-point lead. Indies did not lead at any point in the first half. They're tied at six, and that's when Lincoln started to take off. But Independence Gilmington has come out of a completely different team here in the second. Second free throw for Whoa. Nisley, around and out, no good. And Sanchez clears for Lincoln. Still a two-point game, just under 13 minutes to go here from Gilmington High School. In some trouble, Heredia needs to get rid of it, and she does. Gets it over to Samantha Prindle. Lobs it back to the near side, near center corner for Cummings. Cummings jumps it over to Heredia. Lobs it inside, Prindle able to get by her defender. Throws up a short two, won't go. Rebound, Sanchez turns, goes up. But before she did, she was fouled on the ground. Yeah, the official blew her whistle and quickly waved off the shot. We'll see who that goes on. Nonetheless, Lincoln will keep it. I believe it's on number 12. That will be Nora Shank's second first team ball in the half for the Indies. Inbound Heredia gets the ball right back, spins and ties the game at 31. Heredia had a great start to this game. Her first two points in a while. She's got eight tonight now, and we're even at 31. Here is Nisley in between the arcs, needs some help. Bounces right. Here is Shank driving along to the baseline, gets in close, stops, goes outside. Scout tries a two. That one is no good. It was a long two. One foot was on the line. Rebound by Gabby Heredia on the far side. Heredia just brings it down herself at the top of the 2 3 zone. It's picked up by Nisley, leaves it off for Sanchez. Sanchez back out front, swings the pass left. Prindle dribbles in, threw it away almost, reflected into the backcourt. Velocity Frey tracks it down. Bounce pass, a dangerous one along the sideline, snagged by Cummings. Cummings lobs it through the defense. What a catch by Sanchez. Even better pass by Cummings, and the Hornets are back in front. Monse Sanchez with four points here in the second. 33-31 Lincoln. Nisley not picked up at the top, leaves it for Pronjinski. Pronjinski dribbles, leaves it for Nisley. 2-3 zone still for Lincoln. They extended kind of towards a man-to-man -to -man look as well. A matchup zone, perhaps. Shank against some pressure from Frey. Shrugs her off, leaves it inside. Back out nicely, goes to the teeth of the defense. Yo-yos the dribble, sticks with it. Puts it up, can't finish with the left hand in close. Another rebound for Heredia. Heredia dribbles it down in between the circles, leaves it off behind her for Frey. Velocity Frey looks inside, nothing there. Dribbles high on the right. Good defense by Scow. 
Pass inside for Cummings. Outside now for Sanchez and back to Frey. Hornets by two, 33-31, 10.50 to play. Pass for Cummings, a dangerous one deflected, but she got it back. Steps back for the three. It's short, got her own miss. Goes down the middle. That one's short, might have been partially blocked. Still loose. Heredia has it. Back out, Sanchez tries a mid-range jumper. No good. Rebound is out of bounds. Touched last by, I think, Lincoln. What do they call a foul? I think it's out of bounds off Lincoln. A lot of Jocelyn uh, down there, and it's going to the Indies. No foul on the play, just out of bounds. Last touch by Cummings. We're set up on the stage here, and we were on the far end of that yeah. one. A lot, of, a lot of physical play down there on that rebound, but glad to see they let that go. Diagonal pass. Scow has it, gets underneath. Wide open. She blew right past Sanchez. Scow with 12. That's a game high for both teams. 33 all, 10-10 to go. Pass is deflected, taken away by Nisley, then a foul given by Cummings. Yeah, she was the one that lost it, and that is number three on her. That's her second here in the second half. It's only the third foul on the half, but like you said, Cummings with three and also uh, Carrillo. Nisley's going to get a little bit of a break here as number 25, Taylor Zilla, in for her. And a big part of Lincoln's struggles in the second half, Butch, is Ava Cummings has not scored. They have nope. really put the clamps on her. Ten minutes to play, tied at 33. Left elbow caught by the inbound, or Cassie Dano, the post player, but then she walked with it and turns it over. Kind of looked like she was sleepwalking on that one. She caught it, took two steps, and turns it over. New rule is sure you can't do that. Nope. <laughs> Just freshly installed. Already left to the circle, lobs inside for Sanchez, pivots and passes to Prindle, and now here is Cummings in the corner. Three-pointer is up. That one is airballed short. Rebound for the Indies under the hoop. It was Silla who rebounded it. Outlets to Pronjinski. Leaves it for Scow. Pumps on a three. And said hands it off for Shank. Shank wheels into the lane. Now to the right block. Drips back out. Gets underneath. Stops. Goes back outside. Silla. Scow in the corner. Drives and is walled off by Prindle. Needs some help. Passes back to Pronjinski. High on the left. Pronjinski to the top. Gets in the paint. Stops. Leaves it off underneath. Little two-point shot. No good. Underneath by Dano. Rebound Indies. Kept alive. Shank pumps on a three. Gets inside. Hangs in the air. Ooh. Throws up a wild one. Got her. Oh, miss. It's back up and good. A chance for three for Nora Shank. It was so wild. It came right back to her and has a chance for three points. And shrugging a little bit. The free throw line maybe knew she got away with one. The free throw for the freshman, Nora Shank, is up in the air and out, no good. High Archer rebounded by Heredia. Foul was on Prindle, her first, fourth team foul. Long three, this is for the lead, no good by Heredia. Rebound, Scout, here comes the trap, needs some help, but she dribbles out of it. As Silla wide open down the floor, she catches, turns around, goes up, but missed the layup. Silla rebounds it somehow and gets it back out. Scow now with the ball, head down, drives to the rim, and she is fouled as she collides with three Hornets. What an offensive rebound, though, by Nora Shank to keep that alive, yeah. and Scow draws the foul. She'll be going to the line for two. Foul is on Sanchez. That's her third team, fifth. So they have three girls now with three fouls, they being the Hornets. Now two shots here for Micaiah Scow, averaging better than eight a game on the season as a free throw is good here. Up to 13 tonight, leads all scores. 36-33, largest lead for Indy Gilmington. 
Okay, we had uh, Dano in for Dano and Nisley back in for Shane. Free throw for Scow is no good. Too strong on the rebound for Heredia. She's got to have a pile of boards here tonight. She's done a great job on the boards. At the last four on the defensive end for Lincoln, 36-33, still within a possession. Felicity Frey on the right wing, long pass. Wow. with the fingertips by Carrillo. Lob pass inside, Heredia turns, puts it up, and drops it in. Heredia's really done a great job here tonight on both ends of the floor. Gabby Heredia with 10, 36-35 Indies. One-point advantage, forced entry pass is going to result Ooh. in a foul on Carrillo. That might be a bailout. That was destined for disaster as Nisley forced it in there. That's her fourth, and it's the 16th foul. So with 8.14 to go, the Indies will be in the bonus the rest of the way. There's one team foul for the Indies in this half. Scout catches the inbound drive down the lane, lost the ball, taken away by Carrillo. Tries to rip away from the defense, and she does. Here comes the pressure from behind. That's knocked away by Dano, stolen by Nisley. No one up ahead, and that's the easiest two she'll score tonight. Puts her in double figures now. Nisley pushes the lead back to three for Indy Gilmington. They're outscoring the Hornets this half 21-11. to Or 21-8, rather. Yeah. 27. Yep, 27-8. Got that math right. Here's a shot inside. Block. Cummings got it back. It's loose. Scooped up by Scow. Here comes Scow down the floor. Gets in the paint. Puts it up. No good. Rebound nicely. No foul call. Goes out to Stilla. Takes the two. And she hits. The freshman with her first points of the night. A sophomore, excuse me. Stilla on the board. 40-35. to 35, Largest lead for the Indies. Outscoring Lincoln 23-8 to 8 in the second half. Coming nice back to our feet. There's Frey, but oh. she left the layup short. Rebound, Scow, numbers for the Indies. Here comes Pronjinski. Stops on the left side, goes back to Scow. He's a little tired. Passes inside. Here's Dano going to work. Puts it up off the window and in. Cassidy Dano, or I should say Shauna Dano, scores her sixth point of the second half. Timeout called by Bill Schulte and the Hornets. A strong run by the Indies. Puts him up by 7. 7.03 to play. We're back in just a minute. 7.03 to go here in the game. The Indies outscoring Lincoln 25-8 to here in the second half. A 10-point deficit is now a 7-point lead with 7 minutes to go. Hornets in dire need of momentum. Call the timeout. And Ava Cummings will bring it down, and she could be the one to spark them. They need some help and fast. Down 7 points. Cummings runs the offense 2-3 zone. Frey looks inside, nothing there goes to Cummings in the court. Now they enter for Heredia. She's been the offense lately. She turns around, can't hit the jumper. Rebound, Carrillo keeps it alive. Finds Sanchez, lobs over the top for Heredia. Goes up and is fouled from behind. Really working through Gabby Heredia in the post, and she is delivered as of late. She'll get two at the free throw line. I believe that's the third on number three, Arabelle Nisley. It's only the second team foul on the Indies here in the second half. Now two shots here for Heredia, tied for the team high in points with 10 with Cummings. Free throw is good, and that gives her now a solo team high of 11. Again, they need to get Ava Cummings going. More importantly, I think they need to get an outside shot to go. This is not a three-pointer oriented offense, but have they hit one all night, Butch? I don't a think three, they, no. They have not. And the free throw good by Heredia goes two out of two. They need to get this back down to a one-score game. 42-37, Indies by five. Six and a half minutes to go. Hank leaves for Pronjinski, top of the circle. Lobs it for Scout. She's wide open, and she scores with a strong hand. 
Taps it in with the left. Micaiah Scow with eight in the second half, and the Indies are back up a touchdown. 44-77, 6.20 to go. Lob pass left for Frey. Drives it from the circle, takes it to the top, lobs inside for Sanchez, back out coming, deflected. Again by Scow. Scow has had a huge second half. Over the top pass for Heredia, too tall and turned over. Tried forcing it into her a little too much. I think they got an advantage when they can get it to her, but they're getting a few turnovers. They, they've got now 10 turnovers in the second half already, Mitchell. And their offense just out of sorts. 10 points total here in the second half at 27 in the first. Shane takes her time running the offense, comes off the screen, hands it off for Pronjinski. No looks pass down to Shane, drives along the baseline, and scores with the right hand. Good setup by Pronjinski on the no look pass. Shane able to fake her way to the goal. 46 37. Indy's threatening to pull away. Lincoln in need of an answer. Felicity Frey brings it to the top, stops, pivots, needs help, flings it right. Carrillo then throws it to no one, almost stolen away by Nisley. Heredia lobs it inside for Sanchez. Well contested, taken away. Here comes Frey. Or I should say here comes Shank down the lane. Throws up a wild one. No good. Got another offensive rebound. The reload for Scow. Missed it long. Rebound still loose. It picked up by Shank again. <laughs> Coach Tillis Howie. Take it out. And a foul is called from behind on Felicity Frey. But how many offensive rebounds has Norris Shank had here in the second half? Yeah, it'll be the second on number 22, Frey. It is the seventh team foul on the Hornets. You can tell Shank's a little bit tired. She's done a lot of the hustle work today. Six of her seven points have come here in the second half. And it's back to the free throw line. This is a one and one here for Nora Shank. Her free throw is airborne and no good. A rebound for the Hornets. And as Carrillo comes away with it, outlets over to Prindle, and now they bring it up the floor, down by nine. Isabel Huber passes right. She hasn't scored tonight, gives it up, gets it back. In between the circles, brings it to the top. Still 2-3 zone for the Indies. Inside pass, turnaround shot for Heredia from the mid-range, won't go. Rebound is going to result in a jump ball as Cassidino came down with it. Possession arrow stays with Lincoln with 4.54 to play. 46-37, Indies. It's tough first half for them, but a completely different-looking team here in the second. We had Dano for Dano and Sanchez for Carrillo. Let's see what the Hornets draw up. Ava Cummins currently on the bench for Lincoln. Inbound goes to Prindle. She tries a long two, leans into it, no good. Rebound Heredia, sticks it back, but can't finish. Ball still loose, runs out of bounds. Last touch by Lincoln. Indians Gillington ball. Indies with a win. Conference victory at number 10. They've lost this twice since the new year to Greenwood in Cochran Fountain City. That was last week. Well, Scow, long step through the lane, yep. travel with the ball. Try to take a few Giannis steps there through the she, lane. She got caught up. I think she was going to pass, and the passing lane was blocked off, and extra steps. And a timeout call by John Zilla. So we'll step away. 4.41 to go. Indies by 9. 46-37 on WHT. 4.41 left to play here from Gilmington High School. The Indies have turned this game around. A 10-point deficit is now a 9-point lead with 4.41 to play. They've got one game to go after tonight. They will be home to Augusta on Tuesday to take on a Beaver team that... Originally, they were supposed to play last week, but that game being made up next week, and actually something Coach Zilla 
is happy about to have. Otherwise, they didn't have a game at all scheduled next week. Well, that would have so, been tough. You had a long layover before the tournaments, and you would happen to end up with that one of those first-round buys. It would have been, have. man. Yeah, it would have been 10, 12 days. Well, they'll have that coming up. Lincoln, I believe, has a couple games remaining next week. Regular season concludes on Thursday of next week for the girls before playoff action starts in on a week and a half. On February 20th, it gets going as the Hornets will have the ball following the timeout. 46-37 the score. Hornets have scored just 10 points here in the second half. Now down nine. Isabella Huber passes right. Sanchez gives it off into the corner for Frey. Frey gets harassed by Scow. Lobs inside. Huber leans in for the long two. It will not go. Rebound nicely. <laughs> she ripped it away from Heredia. She just kind of went up and took it right away from everybody. And now Pronjinski at the top of the circle. Drives right side. Gets in the paint. Stops. Pivots out. Finds Nisley. Nisley back to the left side. Running the point now is Shank. Gets it to Scow. Akaya Scow flips it back out front for Nisley. Nisley hands it off. Here's Pronjinski back out front for Shank. Indy's working some clock here. Up by nine. Shank drives, stops, lost the ball. It's loose. Able to retain it, though. Goes back to Arabelle Nisley, who goes back to Shank. No one picks her up. And now it's Pronjinski. Flips it inside to no one. Stolen away by Sanchez. Two Hornets were there. One Indy, and ends up going to the Hornets. 3.40 left. Hornets need points fast. Bye. Huber up top, passes left for Frey. 2-3 zone extended by the Indies. They have not switched out of this all half. Huber tries, oh. throws up a floater, and it's foul. A little hand check foul. I think they're actually going to call this on the ground. I believe they are. If it comes, moves back to the scores tables, they got the foul on Dano. The number 21, uh, Shauna Dano with her first. Team third. Oh, they called it on Shank. And inbound goes to Cummings. Little turnaround, a hook shot. One goal is a clean look, but couldn't finish. Ava Cummings, who averages 15 a game at 10 in the first. She hasn't scored in the second. Will be the third on Nora Shane. On Jinsky, Ryan, her defender up top. A hand check foul going to be called on Huber. And to the free throw line for a one and one. Goes Addison Pronjinski, the lone senior on this Indies team. Isabella Huber picks up her first personal. It is the eighth team foul here in the second half on the Hornets. And one thing that's interesting, boy, hearing from Coach Schulte in the pregame, this isn't a deep Hornets team, and he's trying to get a complete 36 minutes, but the depth and the speed of some teams, I think, maybe wears you down quicker as the free throw is no good by Pronjinski, but she got her own miss after it was deflected a few times. Pronjinski now looking for help, gets it to Nisley, a great ball handler. Arabelle Nisley gets it back to center court. Shank drives down the lane, diagonal pass, caught on the block, bobbled, and then thrown away by Cassie Dano. Tough pass to handle, just never fully had a grip on it. Here's Huber driving from the top, leaves it off on the elbow on the right side. In the corner, Cummings trying to find a way to register points. Lobs it to the top. Back out front for Huber, dribbles once and leaves it for Frey. Frey inside, good pass, then knocked away, trying to get to Huber. Falling to the deck is Pronjinski. Travel called, Hornet ball at 2.42 left. No points by either side in the last two and a half minutes. I was going to say, it's been a while since we've had that uh, scoreboard move, hasn't it? It's been deadlocked at 46-37 for a while, which is something you're not complaining about if you're Indy Gilmington with only 2.42 left. This, I think, is the first time I've seen this all year for Independence Gilmington. The Dano sisters are out there at the same time. Shauna, the freshman, and Cassidy, the junior, are both on the floor. Trying to keep a little size on the interior. Inbound Cummings open for three right side. It is well short. 
Rebound, though, for Carrillo. Gets it back out for Huber. She'll reload for the three. That bounces off to the left. Rebound is there for Heredia. She gets swarmed, and we've got a jump ball. Possession arrow, Indies. Two great looks at a three from Ava Cummings and Isabel Huber, but neither one able to convert. Cummings has yet to score this half, and Huber has not scored, period, in the game. Offense, defense here, and Shauna Dano out. Makaya Scout in. Felicity Fraze coming in off the bench for the Hornets. She'll replace Kaylee Carrillo. And two and a half minutes to go. 18 fouls for Lincoln, only three for the Indies. Bounce pass caught right center court by Scout. Dribbles into the paint, stops on the right block, pivots, and is fouled. And it was both Sanchez and Cummings there. I think they're going to get it on Cummings, and they do. That is her fourth, so now they've got one, two, three ball players on the floor with four fouls. Scowl goes to the line for its one and one, right? Yep, last one and one here for the Indies after the ninth team foul. The free throw by Scow is perfect. Scow having a strong night, 16 points in all, leading everyone playing tonight. Trying to make it 10 total now in the second half. One more to come to stretch this to 11. It is up and no good. Around and out. Offensive rebound. Put oh. back up and rolls off for Dano. That would have brought the house down and said she's headed the line for two. As the Indies lead at 47-37. The foul is on number 33, Sanchez. That's her fourth, and it's the 10th team foul. Free throw for Dano. That's no good. Boy, the, the free throw for shooting this is nothing to write home about. It's hoping that's something you hope for if you're John Zilla that doesn't come back to haunt you in a postseason game because he talked about it with you that a couple weeks ago, actually last week against CFC, they may have cost him a game against them. That's their 14th attempt here in the second half, and they've only made two of them. Oh, man. Second free throw is missed by Dano, so she goes 0 out of 2. 47-37, low pass. Heredia, a tough one to handle. Somehow comes out with it. Gets it to Cummings, drives along the baseline, gets underneath nice, the first shot under. is good. Ava Cummings, the circus shot, got to go, 47-39. First points for her in the second half. Lead is eight now for the Indies. Here is Micaiah Scow, dribbles baseline left, walled off there, goes back outside for Pronjinski. Pronjinski dribbles it back near center court, gives it off to a shank who then threw it away. A stolen ball by Frey. Stops on the baseline. Goes back out. Huber's open. Pumps on the three. Drives instead. Floats it up. No good. Can't get her own miss. Rebound on the baseline by Shank. 95 seconds to go. Shank runs into Huber. Taking it down the floor. And that's a foul. That'll be the second on Isabel Huber. And they are in the double bonus. I don't know. I, if I was Coach Schulte, I'd be following. As bad as they're shooting, yeah. it's got to be almost a mental thing with the Indies yep. right now. Extend this game as long as you can. So two more shots here for Nora Shank. She has one of the makes in the second half, I believe, as nope. it is. No, she doesn't, and she still, still doesn't. doesn't. She misses the first. And this game could be a lot more wider of a margin here for the Indies, but just unable to get it down at the free throw line. They've missed 17 free throws so far here tonight. And the second one is short. Rebound for Scow. Unable to handle the though. It goes out of bounds to the Hornets. One minute 31 to go. And game not over. Lincoln has not made a three-all game, but if they make one here, it's only a five-point game. You're absolutely right. This is this is not over by a long shot. You got uh, 
If you keep turning it over, and it's... Said, Cummings tries to force inside to Heredia, and it's taken away by Nisley. Almost a time where you got to start maybe chucking up some threes. Andy's with the ball up by eight. Nisley dribbling around, trying to work some clock. Gets it to Pronjinski. Here comes the trap. Drives down the lane, throws it to Scout. Hesitates, drives along the baseline. Hangs in the air. Won't go. Rebound for Dano. Missed the shot. Wow. Got it back. own offensive rebound. Indies have been strong on the boards here in the second half, and that was a big issue for them in the first matchup. Coach Schulze wants a foul. Nisley working a lot of clock. 53 wow. seconds. Hands it off. Still no foul given. Pronjinski gets it to Nisley. Nasley in the corner. Here's Shank. A lot of dribbling. Collides with Frey. And now a foul is called after about 40 seconds. Came off the clock. Third on Felicity Frey. And the uh, Hornets have been over the limit for a long time. So this is a bugaboo for uh, Shank. Outstanding ball player. But she's missed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven free throws in a row here. And she makes this one, though. Blanks in the first. That's 48-39. The Hornets have just two points in the last 10 minutes. Andy's have locked them down here in the second half. Second free throw is no good. Rebound for Huber, knocked out of her hands. And coming up with it is Shank. Frey rips it away. What's the call at the jump? It does favor Lincoln with 43 seconds left. It's still not over. You make a quick three here. It's a two-possession game. The problem is they haven't done it all game. <laughs> no. And turnovers have been an issue. Full time out called by Coach Schulte. We'll hold it here for the remainder of regulation with 43 seconds to go. And talking to Coach Zilla before the game, we've seen him this year. Butch, defense is the calling card for the Indies, and it helped them take over the lead here in the second it half. It really did. It came out, and they went on, I believe, what was it, a 12 0 run to yep. start half? So 10 down to the lead. And not look back. We were tied at 33. Hornets had a 35-33 lead at that point. After a little full of spurt. But since that point, 15-5 in favor of the Indies. Actually, 15-4 in favor of Independence. And as mentioned, just two points in the last 10 minutes yeah. for Lincoln. They have just been completely stifled here in the second half. And and this is one that doesn't shoot well, per se, from distance. They mostly beat you inside, but the 2-3 zone has prevented that, and they've gotten really no good looks here in the second half. They, they really haven't. It's, it's, uh, we were impressed with what they did in the first half, and like you, you brought this up a couple of times here in the second half, Mitchell. Maybe their lack of depth and everything, and, and with going with the speed they had, although they've had a, quite a break here, but... Uh, they just didn't look like they have it. Cummings has got two points here in the second half after having 10 in the first. Carrillo tries a three, bounces off the front of the rim, rebound for Dano trying to get it out of there, and she does to Nisley with 32 seconds left. Pronjinski dribbles around, gets it over to Shank. Nora Shank speeds by her defender, gets it across center court, puts on the brakes, hands off Nisley, 23 seconds left. Lincoln not fouling, and I'm not sure if they plan to or not, and now here comes a trap. A foul called on Cummings, and that is, I believe, the end of the night for Ava Cummings if that's on her. If it's on her, that's her fifth. Yep, yep. that ends the night for Ava Cummings. I haven't signaled her out of the game yet. And now they do. That's five on Ava Cummings. She has been disqualified. And Coach Schulze will have to go to his bench with 18 seconds and... On the first time in this game, we're going to see Maddie Ross come off the bench. And that's it for Cummings, who got held to just two points in the second half after 10 in the first. 
This is a two-shot bow for Pronjinski in the double bonus. First one is up and perfect. Gets her four tonight. Ten-point lead into Gilmington with 18 seconds to play. Push the lead to 11 and get 50 points right on their season average. And they do just that. And now John Miller will clear the bench. Andy Gilmington from 10 down finds a way. 33 points here in the second half to overcome a 10-point halftime deficit. We've got number one, Anna Kent. Number 20 is Sarah Ruskis. Number 13 is Sophia Kampa. Taking a long time to get a shot up. The second unit doing a nice job. Three-pointer is good, but that will run out of time. Kaylee Korea hits the first three of the game, but it's not going to matter. Second time this year, Indy Gilmington beats Lincoln by eight. 50 to 42, the final score is Independence. Gilmington has their 10th conference victory of the season. Timeout for us. We'll come back with the final totals and numbers in just a few minutes. You've been listening to Girls High School Basketball on WHTL. Welcome to the postgame show here from Gilmington High School. The Indies come from behind and win this one 50-42 the final. They are now 10-2 in conference play this year. Only CFC has a better conference mark than they do. Lincoln falls to even 500 at 6-6, six six, but 12-9. Overall, in the regular season, it is their second consecutive defeat after a week off. The game, they looked like they had the Indies on their heels. They led this game by 10 at halftime, 27-17. to 17. But Indy Gillington flips the script in the second half. They scored the first 12 points to get the lead within the first four minutes. Lincoln took the lead back briefly to go up by two, 35-33. But the rest of the way, it was all Indy Gilmington. They finished the game. On a 17-7 run, they win it by 8-50-42. Their second win over Lincoln this year. Just one regular season game for them left against Augusta. And a good performance for John Zilla's team, Butch, as this game was not pretty for them in the first, but they found a way to win once again. But the biggest thing I come out of this game is, uh, Mitchell, they've got to make free throws. Yep. We'll get into the numbers here in just a second. But if you're in a close, tight game, you can't miss 18 free throws. They scored 50 points despite that. Yeah. But that's a lot, of, even if you make half of those. And a few of them were the front ends of bonus. Yep. that You almost can count that as an 0 for 2. But. So here we go with our numbers for tonight for the Lincoln Hornets. Uh, leading the way for them was their leading scorer, Ava Cummings, with 12, along with uh, Gabriela Herrera. She also had 12, six points for Felicity Frey, uh, five points for Samantha Prindle off the bench, four points for uh, Nancy Sanchez, and rounding out the scoring with three was uh, Kaylee Carrillo before she fouled out. Nope, she only had four fouls, 42 points. They were on the other side of this. The Hornets were seven of seven from the yeah. line for 100%. They committed 21 personal fouls. They had to foul some in the second half there. Big problem for Coach Schulte, 32 turnovers in the game, Mitchell. Looking at the uh, victorious uh, Indies from Independence Gilmington, Makaya Scow, which what I would have to think is one of her better games of the year, was 16 points. She played some great defense in there also. 10 points for uh, <clears throat> Arabelle Nisley. 8 points for Nora Shank. 8 points off the bench for Shauna Dano, the freshman. Uh, five points for Addison Pronjinski. Two points off the bench for Tyler Taylor uh, Zilla. And rounding out the scoring with one was Cassidy Dano. 
for their 50 points. They were 9 of 27 for 33% from the floor. They committed only eight personal fouls throughout the game. They also had 22 turnovers, though, so there was a lot of turnovers. As We had 54 turnovers in this game. But there's your numbers for tonight. Not the prettiest game by either side, but certainly a gritty one, especially for the Indies who found a way down by 10 to win it, 52-42. We'll step up, take a break, come back with our player of the game and wrap things up in 30 seconds here on WHTL. Back to wrap things up here from Gilmington High School, 50-42. to Independence Gilmington defeats Elma Center. Lincoln, now time for tonight's Napa Auto Parts Performance Player of the Game. And, and for that, here's Butch. It is brought to you, as always, by Napa Parts and Performance Plus. Stop by and see Seth or Mike Benedict in their two great locations, Blair and right there in Independence. They got all your auto part needs. They have uh, agricultural parts, commercial parts, uh, they also have that great auto center, 2.0 in Blair, where Nate will take care of oil changes, repairs, everything there. Nice balance. When you look at it, they had 16, 10, 8, and 8 for scoring for Independence. Coach Zilla has to be pleased with that. We're not going to keep bothering him, but the, the free throw bugaboo is something that's got. And I think that, to me, that was as much mental as anything at the end of the yep. game tonight there. But anyway, uh, nicely with 10. Uh, she had uh, a good first half in there. Uh, Shank. Uh, only with eight points had trouble at the free throw line, but she had uh, seven of those eight in the second half. But I'm going with Micaiah Scowl. The sophomore led him with 16 points, but more impressive than that to me tonight was her defense. She was going up against big girls all night, and even when she was out on the wing, not always the steal, but I can recall at least five passes that she deflected yep. that they either got or went out of bounds, and it had to have the Hornets reset their offense. So Micaiah Scow was the WHTL Napa Parts and Performance Plus player of the game this evening we are off until tuesday next game for us on our airways will be get at arcadia boys dave carlson will be with butch for that one coming up on tuesday another three-game week on tap for us before it's full steam ahead into the postseason but thank you for stopping by as always indy gilmington one last time a winner tonight 50 to 42 over elma center lincoln for my partner butch halama mitchell spout saying so long and good night from gilmington have a great rest of your night, everyone, and a tremendous weekend. We'll talk to you next on Tuesday. Good night. We hope you enjoyed tonight's game between Lincoln and Independence Gilmerton. Our game was brought to you by Strawberry Square, Alliance Bank, Tri-City Sanitation, Colby's Auto and Truck Repair, G-Mart, Greenleaf Trucking, Pank Chiropractic Relief and Wellness Center, Independence State Bank, AMPI, Arcadia Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, Blair Online Auctions, Central Builder Supply, Edison Funeral Home, Napa Auto Parts of Mondovi, Co-op Credit Union, Gross Motors, The Locker Room, Gunderson Tri-County Rehabilitation Services, Hay Contractors, Starwood Raptors, Intech, Midwest National Gas, Osseo Automotive, SNS Wood Products, Arcadia Credit Union, Riverland Energy, Eagle Peak Processing, Stockman's of Osseo, Tricor Insurance, Tri-County Communications, Northwood Vet Service, Simmons Roofing, Walmody State Bank, American Family Insurance with Agent Rodney Stewart, Donna Mays Panther Cafe, Brightside Electric, Triple County Council of the American Legion, or new ingredients, Maple Leaf Meats, Whitehall Electric Utility, Royal Credit Union, Napa Parts and Performance of Blair and Independence. This has been a presentation of WHTL Sports. Join us Tuesday for Boys High School Basketball Action as the Gale Electric Triple Red Hawks take on the Arcadia Raiders on your hometown location for high school sports. Now back in the greatest hits in Wisconsin's heartland on 102.3 WHTL.